Welcome to the Coming Clean Podcast, the truth about cleaning. My name's Alan Randolph, and I'm your host on this journey, and this is episode 11, a recap show. Periodically, I like to go back and give you the highlights of some previous shows. In case you missed something, you have the ability to then go back and dive deeper in on the full episode. So we're going to recap episodes 6 through 10. And in episode 6, we talked about the evolving role of professional cleaning service companies. Our guest was Matthew Whalen, the CEO of W Services. Historically, building service contractors have been seen as more labor managers than professional cleaners. But with the heightened awareness of cleaning and disinfecting in the current pandemic and the impact on public health that cleaning professionals have, that has changed. And Matthew highlighted three specific areas. The first, was a much more collaborative and consultive relationship between W Services and its clients. The second was a conscientious integration between the professional service provider and the in-house cleaning. The professional may be doing a daily deep clean and the in-house staff may be doing quartering every four hours. And that integration has become uh, a much more fluid and much more cohesive product. And third was an increased focus on touch points and where budgets are budgets are tight or fixed, that may be sacrificing potentially some work on the floors to increase touch point cleaning and minimize the potential surface transmission of the virus. Episode seven, We talked about cleaning validation and transparency through technology. My guest was Carolyn Anderson. She's the chief strategist at Equip ID. Cleaning has historically been a somewhat invisible service, often performed when nobody's in the building. With the heightened awareness of public safety, that must change and technology will lead that change. Carolyn and I talked about three critical areas that technology can help us enhance cleaning, transparency, and validation. The first is proof of presence. The utilization of near-field communication tags as an option to determine that the person that needs to be doing the cleaning is physically at the space that they need to be performing that service. The second is the proof of competence and the proper scope of work so that the person is trained and has a plan to accomplish the desired outcome. And then the third is using technology to get proof that that service was actually completed. Proof of presence, proof of confidence, and proof of service. Three critical areas that technology can help. Episode eight, We talked about the supply chain that is feeding the cleaning and disinfecting efforts going on in the US with Dan Carr, the founder of Silverback Supply, a janitorial supply company located in Michigan. You know, a strong functioning supply chain is essential to proper cleaning and disinfecting. And organizations have really struggled with the supply chain in this pandemic. Dan talked about 
three things. First, being more consultative again, like Matt Whalen, with his customers on what they need, when they need it, how they need it delivered. Verifying the quality of goods has become an essential role for the supply chain. Dan told a funny story. Hand sanitizer has been in short supply. A lot of people have been converting manufacturing from other, um, sometimes, you know, the spirit industry to make hand sanitizer. But Dan said he's getting a lot of hand sanitizer that smells like cheap tequila. He's not going to pass that through and sell that to his clients. And open communication in a rapidly changing supply marketplace, really letting people know what you can and can't do so that they can go out and make the right decisions for themselves. Episode nine, we talked about cleaning validation testing with Sergey Lepeshinsky, the Eastern Regional Manager from Hygiena. As the saying goes, you can't manage what you don't measure. And currently, cleaning and disinfecting efficacy are just not being measured. Sergey gave us an overview of what ATP is. It's really a rapid way to determine the presence of biological material. Biological material could mean orange juice, could mean all kinds of germs and bacteria. It could mean virus. We don't know exactly what it is, but we know when we're done cleaning, none of it should be there. ATP is really that, it's validation of cleaning. Right after cleaning, before the surface gets recontaminated, did you meet the targeted objective? The last thing, and this is super important, is cleaning is the first step to disinfecting. If you don't properly clean, then you're unsure that your disinfectant is going to be effective. If you have too much bioload, the disinfectant will not be able to kill 100% of what's on the surface, which is why you're applying the disinfectant in the first place. Episode 10, we took a little deviation from talking about directly uh, professional cleaning to talk with Dr. Tyler Martin, the chairman and CEO of Adjuvance Technologies. Dr. Martin and I grew up in the same hometown, Hebron, Nebraska, and his company is working in the middle of the fight to create an effective global vaccine for COVID-19. So we dove right in and talked about vaccines. Dr. Martin highlighted there are really three different vaccine types that are currently in development. Two of them are the more rapid variety. Rapid means they can get to stage one, two, and three clinical trials faster than the more traditional vaccine, which takes 18 months to get to trial. The rapid vaccines are already in phase two and maybe starting some phase three trial. And it's in that phase three trial where we're really gonna determine if these vaccines are both effective and safe for the general population. Phase three is where we get that mass, enough people tested to find out those critical answers. We talked a little bit about what Dr. Martin's company does in creating adjuvants. Adjuvants, as it relates to vaccines, have the ability to do two things. They can either take a vaccine and make it make its dosage strength more powerful, or they can take a fixed amount of vaccine and create more doses. 
They have an adjuvant that's been proven to take traditional vaccines and multiply the dose by 30 times. And that's going to be critical as we try and create vaccines for the entire global population. Last thing we touched on were masks and data. I think it's just obvious and common sense right now that if you're in, especially an indoor environment with people that are not your immediate family, you should be wearing a mask if you're not able to have real effective social distancing. And as it relates to the data, I know data is all over the map and we're getting bombarded with data and what feels like contradictions. Dr. Martin gave us some really good advice. The data you want to concentrate on is the most localized data to your home as you can get. You have local city data, that's better than county or state or country data. And you want to look at two variables, the percentage of positive tests and the number of tests being executed in your local market. So if you have a lot of tests being done and a consistent rate of positives, then you have a really good idea what the infection rate is in your local area of people with COVID. If you're seeing wide swings in either testing or percent positive, we may still be trying to identify all the positive cases in, in your area. So those are the things to look for. That's a recap of episode six through 10. I wanna thank you again for your support of the show and your willingness to go on this ride with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe out there. We'll be back next week with a new guest and a new topic. Have a great day. We're out.